0: Hi and welcome to Bake Sale, the show featuring conversations with Kickstarter and crowdfunding project creators about their family-friendly projects. I'm proud and pleased as punch to kick off this show with a talk with Heidi Swedberg. You may perhaps know Heidi from her role in Seinfeld as George Costanza's ill-fated fiancé, but those of us who have been immersed in the kids' music world over the past few years, know her much better for her role as one of uh, Kids Music's chief ukulele evangelists. Her band, Heidi Swedberg and Suki Jump, uh, released a great debut album a few years ago, and now she is back kickstarting for Her second album, My Cup of Tea. She's already recorded the music, but she's looking for money to create and duplicate the box it comes in, the album itself. So you can go to Kickstarter and find out all about that, and we're going to be talking about that here today. So, Heidi, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Stefan.
0: So I was very pleased to see on... I guess I probably didn't see it till Monday morning, the uh, news of your Kickstarter, because I know you've been working on the album for a long time, but for those of us who may be less familiar with your work in uh, family-friendly music, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you ended up here, how you ended up making music for families, and how you ended up uh, here at this Kickstarter project?
1: (laughs) I started making music for families when I had kids. Basically, uh, I would—I was playing ukulele. I, I, I've been playing ukulele all of my life because I was born in Hawaii and I got one as a small child. But then, once I had kids, I started making music with the kids, and and I realized that that's really—that's really the music that I love the most, and that is the most accessible. So much so much music is product that is that is given to us to be passive consumers of and i've always been much more interested in things that are participatory things that are about having fun rather than being entertained and adults get a little frightened of that until they this little magic window opens when they have children and they allow themselves to participate in music once again they allow themselves to be silly and to have fun and sing songs that you know you might think that are below you When as you get older you kind of grow out of singing folk songs or things that are that are accessible because we get more complicated And not until you're a parent with a small person do you start to see the value once again of, of things that are accessible? I'm, I, I'm a big lover of folk music because it's what us folks can participate in rather than, than music which is made to entertain. Anyway, so I started making music with kids. I started playing in my daughter's schools. So I started teaching them ukulele. I made a first CD because I was shocked that kids didn't know all, a lot of the simple songs, a lot of the two chord songs like Down in the Valley, that I'd say it's, it's, it's far easier to learn an instrument or a song when you already know the song. So I start up with, uh, with getting the kids to sing Down in the Valley and they wouldn't know it. So we started recording it and one thing led to another.
0: And so, so I was going to say one of the things I I really liked and was struck by when I first when I got your debut uh which is called Play uh, which, which I really like the title of because that's you know it's both playful but it's also it's also a command <laughs> uh and <laughs> because you got you you opened up the CD and you got the the lyrics which are great you know that's that's uh usually standard in terms of of album uh, materials liner notes but you also provided fingerings for ukulele uh, you were and chords so you were serious in terms of saying well no here's how you play uh buckeye jim you know it's it's easy it's two chords and here are the chords and here are the words Um, and
1: that's that's exactly why we made it in fact there's a lot of the songs aren't even in keys that are terribly good for my voice, they're in keys that are easy to finger in ukulele. And that that album was really specific about the first songs that I used to teach kids how to play. So after making that we started performing a heck of a lot and as we performed we developed a different repertoire which was more about engaging people than than, the, than starter songs. Although a lot of the songs that we use to engage people are very simple two-chord songs because we invite people to bring their ukuleles and to play along with our shows. And a lot of times I've got kids who I'm teaching who are at my shows and we try to feature them on stage with us. But, uh, so the next CD has kind of two things going. It's It's still got the chords and the lyrics and the the all that but it also has more of a performed not a performance element to it which which wasn't as present in, the, in present in the last one it's got a lot more instrumentation it's got crazy crazy instrumentation on it. We've got marimbas, we've got xylophones, trombones, tubas, coronets, all kinds of really great, rich uh, musical styles. And
0: Well, and I know that, uh, you know, I've seen uh, your, you play both sort of more solo as well as in a fuller band, and I know that um, I'm always amazed Seeing the layout when you have the full band of exactly how many instruments are there on the floor, and you're wondering what are all those instruments doing on the floor, and you know by the end of the show, they're all being played. And and I'm you know looking at the pictures just on the Kickstarter page, it's you know there are at least uh, I don't know seven, eight different instruments that I'm seeing just in terms of the picture, the few pictures on the on the page, and so. Uh, you- I am
1: so lucky to work with a a, a, a cater of incredible musicians. The, the the men and women who I play with are just they're 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 really amazing. Daniel picked up the coronet for the first time. He hadn't played trumpet since he was in high school. And He's, he's playing (laughs) and they're, they're, they're just amazing musicians. So I'm, I'm really blessed with that. They're also really game and we love messing around and the musical styles that they, that they bring to the, the work is it's, I'm, I'm really, really blessed. And that's one of the reasons why I started the Kickstarter campaign is it's, it's amazing to have these incredible musicians working with you, but it really hurts that you can't pay them because I i mean, there is no money. We're making this out of pocket and the pockets are not that deep around here. So it really, really hurts when you're not able to pay. And, and that's, it's, it's just not right.
0: Yeah. And, I, I, which, which is a shame. Cause you know, again, as, as I've, I've heard, uh, I've heard you you play with the band and you're, you're, you and your band are are great live, and then, you know, I'm I'm looking at at the photography on there, you know, particularly like the the cover photograph, so to speak, on the on the on the video page, and that's some that's some awesome stuff there.
1: Ah, uh, we were really lucky to have a friend who is literally. His job title is that he is a rock star photographer. He takes pictures for people's CDs. He's amazing. He's done the Jonas Brothers. And he, again, he did it for free. And it's, it's really, it's, it's an incredible amount of work done by people who are professionals. And it's, they, they're great gifts. They're, they're incredible gifts. But you know, you feel like, I can't do it like this forever. At some point. It's gotta. I, I, you, you can't call in favors your entire career, and there's a breaking point. And you figure, all right, well, maybe this is it. Maybe maybe this is the draw I'm off line. And if and if this can't pay for itself, then I don't deserve to be doing this. I can't. I can't ask professionals to work for free for me. Uh, you know, it's it's. You, you have feelings about that, and you want to be able to. You want to be able to do the right thing. So. We're moving into the, the point where everyone is given their work, we've created it, we're engineered, we're going through the editing process, and we're just about to master. And that's about all we can do for free. Right. <laughs> At this point, we have to send it away to the cold, hard people who require money. <laughs> the The factory that makes it. and. We've got to earn the money to do that and I would like to earn more money so that I can pay all of these people who worked for free. That's where I'm at with the Kickstarter campaign.
0: So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, the list of rewards and um, I'm just gonna ask about a few of them. Okay, Mm -hmm. so for the People who aren't sure yet about the CD itself, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh, the ringtone and the wink? I know you don't want to say too much about the Winky song, but why don't your most requested song ever?
1: Uh, Yeah, I've been put. I I wrote this song a long time ago, and I've sung it in Ireland. I've sung it all over the place, and it's really catchy, but it's really weird. It's the, it's the song about Winky the Fly, who's the carrier of malaria. <laughs> I mean, it, people stare wide eyed every time I sing it, and then at the very end, we always ask them to sing along, and they do. It's it, it's it's a really funny little song, but it's a little too weird to be on a kids' album, so we decided to save it and I and offer it for a $2 contribution, I, um, I've, I've had very little money in my pockets and, and I've wanted to support Friends Kickstarter campaigns and have had to go in at the bottom level. So this, if you, if you only have $2, you can donate and get this song, which is, this is going to be the only place that you'll be able to get it. And, it, you know, it never fails to make people laugh. So that's our, that's our entry level reward.
0: Okay. And then, so let's, let's, we'll, we'll bypass the uh, readers or listeners or supporters can get a digital download at $10. They can get uh, a digital download and the Winky song plus five ringtones made from the songs on the CD for $15. You can get an autographed signed CD uh, with the booklet and the chords and the lyrics for $20. And there are some other pledge levels, but I want to jump up to the $120 level, the signed CD and a one-hour lesson by Skype, or even in person, if you're in the LA area, from yourself or Daniel, who I like how you described him as on the Kickstarter page as producer, arranger, and factotum. Um, (laughs) So you've been uh, teaching... Uh, you've been giving ukulele lessons by Skype for some time now, right
1: i have it's a really great way to go um, even people who are in town will take lessons by Skype so that we don't have to waste the gas going to and fro it's a it's it's a It's a great way to go Daniel's been teaching people in germany that's that's as far away as his clients are and um, spending an hour on skype is It's it's a it's a pretty amazing way to either further your playing or get started on it.
0: Yeah, no, and and I've uh, been lucky enough to sit in on a on a lesson on a group lesson you uh, gave out here in Phoenix uh, a while back, and uh, that was lots of fun. I mean, as somebody who's not had who is is an entirely self taught ukulele player, um, uh, a lesson is, is can be a pretty amazing thing. It's like oh. Because ukulele is easy to pick up, but obviously uh, it takes—I don't want to say—a uh, lifetime to learn. But it it does help to have somebody say, "Well, actually, if you just hold your hand like this, it'd be a lot <laughs> easier." Or and it's,
1: you... there's so many—you can keep going, you can keep learning on it. There's so many places to go. I've been I've been playing all of my life, and I'm still I'm still studying. And if even if you're a very skilled player, you'd probably want to take your lesson with Daniel, who's an amazing flamenco guitarist and takes a lot of his flamenco techniques and puts them on the ukulele. And it's incredible what you can do. So there's there's places to go, no matter what level you're at, that make a lesson really worthwhile.
0: And then the, the other pledge level that uh, I was... Uh, enjoying or or interested in was for $250, and this is limited, but for $250 you can get that lesson by Skype and a copy of the CD and the ringtones and the downloads and um, all that other stuff plus a signed ukulele. Um, And now it says lovingly restrung. Now are you uh, putting different strings on it? Are you doing the... Um, you string it you offer a, a way to string it differently, and I forget if that 's taking the high string and making it low or make taking the low string and putting it high or make yeah, it's I a put, low g
1: it 's with a low g I always put a low g on my instruments uh, I, well I, I have some that I keep reentrant tuned, which is the traditional my dog has please, but I tend to restring my instruments with the low g because it makes them even more accessible it, it, when you have the strings in course order of lowest to highest, it relates more to a guitar, and it, I think it's easier for people to understand. You can also pluck out nice little bass lines with it. Uh, just boom, 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 boom. You can go. You, it, there's a little more variety in your playing. I love the ukulele and I love Hawaiian music, but I don't perform Hawaiian music.
0: And and, and, and why is that? Out of curiosity.
1: Because uh, I don't know it.
0: <laughs> that's a very good reason.
1: Uh, it's not. It's it, for I know maybe a tourist level of Hawaiian songs. And, you know, that's it's just not it's not my repertoire, although I I might be learning some. I'm going to be teaching at the West Coast Ukulele Retreat next week. And there are two Hawaiian instructors and I can't wait to learn some. But since I don't play Hawaiian music, I play the music that's accessible to myself and to my audience, I don't feel like I need to keep the the instrument in its traditional form. For me, it's like a little guitar. It's a very accessible instrument rather than a Hawaiian folk instrument, which it also is. And I honor it completely as that. But I, that's not the instrument that I play.
0: Right. Well, and and I think
1: I I restring them. I put on much. If you take a cheap ukulele and put really good strings on it, it's amazing how much better it sounds. So I I like to I like to make it so that when people pick them up, they can succeed immediately, which means stretching the strings, having them stay basically in tune because they've been stretched, and delivering an instrument which is completely playable, even though it's a really cheap starter (coughs) instrument. So that's the kind of instrument that we're
0: going to be sending out. So I'm, I'm curious, what do you think of, um, well, I, let me ask the question this way. You you actually played uh, uh, before a, a showing of The Mighty Uke, the movie that was uh, about the y- ukulele resurgence. And I was wondering, one of the projects in that movie that I was most struck by, probably the most struck by, was the... the the school orchestra in Langley, that program? And it's, uh... Uh,
1: James Hill is absolutely brilliant. And the program that he has, uh, that he's furthering, which was the program that he grew up in, is amazing and incredible. And I love seeing kids start with the instrument. I've got, I've got a school that I teach at. Right now I've got 6th, 7th, and 8th grade playing baritone ukuleles. But I'd like to start off, Extend the program and get my third, fourth, maybe fourth, fifth graders playing uh, standard size ukuleles because it's it's such an amazing way to introduce children to music.
0: I'm curious, why would you use? I, I, I you know, I have one. Well, our, we've got a really cheap uh, beater ukulele, you know, thirty-dollar ukulele, and then I've got uh... uh... dan zane's fleet ukulele that's you know probably more like hundred and fifty dollars but they're both soprano uke's right. and so uh... why would you use uh... baritone uke's uh... for those uh... middle school students
1: the reason i chose baritones is because they're tuned the same as guitars and a lot of the kids um, a lot of the kids have have learned a little bit of guitar a lot of the kids will want to learn guitar and I thought at the time, I thought that would be the best way to go. I also thought it would be more uh, that, that sometimes middle schoolers don't like things that are kiddie, and they like the idea of guitar much more than they do ukulele. I'm not sure about my decision. The, the other reason why I wanted to have baritones is they're bigger, so the really squirrely. Like seventh grade boys, I just wanted them to have a larger wooden box on their lap to keep them still. I don't want play stand-up bass just to hold them in place. Um and it it's actually true. They they actually are a little more still with a larger instrument on their lap. But the but I chose it because of its of its the, the way you can continue straight from baritone to guitar, the chord structure is the same. You don't have to mentally transpose your chords because ukulele and guitar actually have are tuned with the same intervals. They you just it's it's a it's a it's a fourth higher. It's it's like having a capo on the fourth fret of a guitar and not playing the two bass strings. Mm-hmm. So the baritone ukulele is just like having a guitar without two bass strings, and. I, I wanted to meet the kids halfway in terms of in terms of what they are interested in and what, what makes sense to them. So that's why I started with baritone again.
0: Cool. Well coming back just a little bit to the C D itself, I know you don't wanna spill all your secrets about the C D, <laughs> but um can you? And I don't. I don't want you to spill all the secrets of the CD because that when the CD be, comes out, you know, I, I, I like the I like the element of of surprise and discovery. But what can you can you share like maybe a couple of songs or, or a couple of styles that you might be doing relative to the CD so that uh, folks might have a sense of what they might be getting when they well, pre Well, you know,
1: it is so varied. It would be impossible to give it all away. And I, I, every time I listen to it, I go, Oh my gosh, really? We did that. (laughs) Okay. Let's go. Um, We've got crazy, wonderful musical styles. We do, we've got a couple of songs in Spanish and uh, we go from lullaby to Montuno and we've got a wonderful uh, guest playing and singing with us. Cesar, who's from Cuba and he plays trombone uh and on, and sings on on that song which is just rocking that song's got the that that song with the mantuno has uh marimba and trombone and uh, it's just it's a it's that song itself is a party there's uh, there's another spanish language song we've got songs from the american civil war uh, wow! It's called Betty Martin, which was said to be Abraham Lincoln's favorite song, and we've got a, a, a marching band working on that one. We've got tuba playing through that, which is grand. What else? We've got a song from Haiti. Uh, there's a song, uh, a Harry, a song that Harry Belafonte did, which is in five. I love a good song in five. Five four. Uh huh. Woohoo! Let's hear it for five four. <laughs> hey, kids like odd meter. I, do. <laughs> I got that. I
0: know you did. <laughs>
1: uh, what else do we have? That's And then we've got some, still have some very simple, very plain American folk songs like Simple Gifts, which is one of my very favorite songs. It's a shaker song. And that's kind of the, uh, the, the lesson of life that I've been living for the last couple of years. Uh, so the, 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 the musical styles are really varied. And the, the theme, the, the thing that strings it all together is your participation, your, your ability to access and participate within it. The songs, even the most complicated songs, are actually really simple to play on ukulele. We've got a funk song. Which is this is our first time to do funk. They have a full horn section it 's just it 's crazy it 's like Tower of power meets the tubes all right and uh that song is basically one chord if you want to play it on ukulele you just hit yourself an a minor seven and you can play along with nothing there 's a song called uh, uh, little birdie which is a, a an old mountain banjo song, which is played with a c six which is basically the ukulele um, without fingering a chord it's it's all open strings, and you can pluck along with that without even fingering a chord that's that's the song that we play with people who have never even picked up an instrument before and so there's the 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 the, the thing that unifies it is is participation participation whether it's singing with it or playing with it it's it's about inviting people in and introducing people to an enormous range of musical styles which can still be very familiar and very personal and very accessible
0: that's great I'm I'm really looking forward to the finished product and so uh, Heidi I I really appreciate you taking the time today to talk to me about your Kickstarter project. Uh, you can find your Kickstarter project. Probably the easiest way is to just search on probably my cup of tea. But, um, and I'll certainly have a direct link to the Kickstarter project in the show notes for this podcast. But Heidi, if listeners want to find out more about you, where can they find you on the Internet?
1: I've got a website at sukijumpmusic.com. Dot com. Asuki Jump is a song and dance party. Uh Leadbelly has a song called Suki Jump about song and dance parties. So that's AsukiJumpmusic.com is my website. There's a blog on there which will uh keep you updated with the really crazy and personal goings on of what we're what we're doing. We're just about to go on tour uh and we will be playing from Los Angeles to Kansas City and back. So uh, you can look for shows that are in your area, but the but the uh, the website is the place to find me.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, Heidi, thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, thank you, Stefan. You know the amount of support that we get from the people in the music community and the people. I mean, I, I guess Kickstarter is a way to test that to find out just just how much is coming back to you. And it's, it's really going to be an interesting experiment in, uh, in trust, throwing this out there and seeing what comes back. And I just want to thank you because I always feel so much support from you and cheers.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. And thank you listeners for tuning in today. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, or even if you didn't, I sure would appreciate a, a review uh, in iTunes. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or in your favorite other podcast downloader. Thanks.